you're lying to me. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to Anime Club After Dark's Movie Reviews, a spoiler-free discussion detailing the good, the bad, and the downright ridiculous of anime movies. I'm your host, Alex, and I am joined tonight by our poser extraordinaire, Nitai. So yeah, tonight we have a shit ton of ridiculous when it comes to this movie, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's funny. So this is the first movie review we've done, which technically isn't a movie. Uh, we're going to be sort doing of. an OVA. Yeah. Um, but what we're going to be talking about is a, uh, a little OVA called Angel's Egg. Mm. Um, so I do want to get through some of the uh, introductory details first for those who may not be aware. Um, this is an OVA from uh, it was uh, first released on the 15th of December 1985 so it's older than I am uh, <laughs> is that possible it was Alex? most uh, you wouldn't <laughs> think uh, but lo and behold it is um, and it was both directed and written by Momoru Oshi yes the same Momoru Oshi who gave us Ghost in the Shell the goat the, yeah I mean he's pretty good he's pretty good he's pretty good um, the the crazy thing about this is that it was uh, produced by yes, and you're hearing this right, Studio Dean. Mm, yeah, Dean. The same studio that gave us Konosuba. Yeah, Dean, Dean, and were were at it for the longest time, even before the. Ages, it's so funny. I've mentioned on the podcast before. Dean is like the sine wave of the anime industry. Like they're they're up and they're down. They're up and they're down. They're up and they're down. They go from being really good to really shit. Yeah, they're, they're the wildcard studio. <laughs> you just don't they know. They really are. Um, and uh, we have the character designs for this, which, let's be honest, there's only two characters in this whole thing, um, was done by uh, Yoshita, uh, Yoshitaka Amano. Which you may know as the original character designer for Final Fantasy and a lot that, of other stuff. That's very true. That's very true. From what I could uh, tell, it seemed like a very, very much like his and Oshii's, like, production like project so to speak this was like their 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 project they were like very much the heads of it which is really interesting yes for sure for sure it, it was sort of a co-creation thing mm-hmm. between the two of them yeah um but the the story from what i was able to tell pretty much sprang whole from momoru Oji's yes mind. um now, normally with our movie reviews, I tend to go and research like how much, what the budget was for the production, and see if I can get some box office uh, results. Uh, because I cannot find any evidence that this was ever either in Japan or outside of Japan uh, debuted or shown in any theaters whatsoever. So I couldn't find any kind of box office receipts at all if anyone out there can please let me know and give me the source for it because i was unable to find it yeah because this like as you said from 1995 which was the the ova boom of the of the 80s sort of for japan yes like a I mean, lot you're, you're looking at the same time that a bunch of ova yeah. projects were coming out just a shit ton of ovas were produced back then and it seemed like just people were just throwing money at people to just yeah just and it, do it just do it oh you have a you have, yeah. you have an idea just go for it do it it's it's yeah, a really there's a weird lot time. of experimentation going on back mm-hmm. then and it, it shows with something like what we're going to be talking about here tonight with angel's egg um now i also could not find any kind of um legit numbers or anything that i could verify 
in regards to the budget that this project had. I have, however, heard rumors, and of course, I cannot verify this. If anyone out there does have a source that can verify it, please share it with us below in the in the comments. Um, but I have heard multiple times people have said that Momoro Oshi himself at least partially funded this project. Mm. I Again, I can't find anything verifying that, but I've heard it from multiple people before. So I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, but I couldn't find any kind of numbers as to what kind of budget this project had overall. Um, mm. So, I mean, normally that's this is the part where I would tell you that. I don't have any numbers to give you. I can, however, tell you that this has a runtime of 71 minutes. So it is just over an hour and 11 minutes long. Yeah, it's not a long watch. Yeah, it, it, it is a pretty short watch, especially in terms of some of the movies that we have reviewed here mm-hmm. uh, previously. But let's yeah. actually talk about the, the art and animation a little bit. Um, so since yeah. this is as old as it is, right, um, it's all hand-drawn. Like, yes. any any CG that they used was very rudimentary, and I think the only CG that I even saw any kind of evidence for was there was one little lighting effect in it that I think was CG, mm. but I can't verify it. Uh, but it was a it was a very short thing, and it was like it was like over in half a second. Yeah, very uh, much the, but, the the prime of cell animation, you could say. Uh, yes, that era, sort and of. like it, and I, I would say largely its animation holds up. I, yeah, I, I mean, th- it's a little rough in some parts, but I think it holds up. I think what carries it is the the art direction and especially the background art. The backgrounds in this OVA, this movie, are incredible. They look amazing like you, you see the, the different structures and the city and like nature itself and like just the architecture in general just looks incredible i, I really like the i really dig the look of the film it looks really cool yeah and like the the abandoned city that this largely mm-hmm. takes place in and around like very victorian designs to everything too especially like that fountain at the center of the city yeah that's and right you got like the 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 buildings just look like they look like they're ripped out of some kind of english city somewhere in like the victorian era but then you have like stuff in this movie that then look just otherworldly like like there is like t- different structures and some like there's a, like a moment there where you see this like l- like group of tanks sort of like going through the street but they're like they have this these like they're cockroaches like parts yeah it's very 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 strange it's very strange when i movie. when i first saw that i thought all of that was like one large tank with multiple mm-hmm. guns and like it took me a second to realize no that's just multiple tanks going down the street at the same time and then and they had these like sort of like weird sort of like cockroach like whiskers or like things that move inside them it's mm. dream ethereal if i would have to describe this movie as some is ethereal it's very, very yeah weird. and like the i i call them aliens because the 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 movie itself never describes what they actually are but yeah, they, it looks like fair. a very alien design especially in comparison to what you're seeing around the city which looks you know very like what you would expect out of a um like a late 19th century city design Mm-hmm. It's also reflected in some of like the designs for the character themselves. Like it's it feels like a mishmash. Mm. Like you have the main character, like yeah, the girl who is just like just a girl dressed in this like sort of like dress or whatever you want to call it. And then you have the the boy, which has this very. It looks like a like a warrior, like a lone warrior with this strange cross like weapon. And then later in the movie, do you see these like group of people who are dressed like sort of soldiers, but not really? It's, 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 it's weird. <laughs> it's very strange. It is. 
It is, and yeah, d- d- like you say, the designs are very much a mishmash. You have these things that look very alien and mm-hmm. almost bug-like, yeah, um, and then mixed with things that are just very old school, like I say, Victorian mm-hmm. English designs. Yeah, it is. It's it's a big contrast, actually. Mm-hmm. I also love that the the color palette for this is very dark. You have yes. a lot of blacks, a lot of grays, a lot of blues. Mm-hmm. Um, and get used to that. If, if you're if you're a fan of bright colors, you're not gonna like this art style. Nah, I mean this film is very grim to some aspect. It's like it, yeah, it, I, I would say I would say it certainly fits the tone of what mm-hmm. the overall quote unquote story of this is, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but I think its color palette definitely fits the the, the tone itself. And also, I think it's very, very important to mention this for the listeners, that this movie is avant-garde as fuck. If you... Oh, yeah, like, as much as as much as much we talk about, like, the Monogatari series being avant-garde, at least the Monogatari series has an overall story to follow. This really doesn't. Yeah, this movie doesn't need, feel the need to explain itself very much. It's avant-garde in the entire sense of the word and some people that's not for them and that's totally cool like this 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 movie doesn't um doesn't explain itself it's worth mentioning if you if you go into this expecting the story to uh, to answer all the questions you have you're going to be disappointed yeah you need to sort of piece it yourself to some extent find your interpretation for it Uh, which is cool Mm. like I, i dig that sort of stuff but I know that this movie is like it's as much as we love anime for its weirdness. That this is this is why I am so happy we're doing these movie reviews because it allows us to also seek out even weirder stuff, just like Angels Egg, which is cool. oh for sure. I also uh, before we move on, I definitely also want to talk about like there there are some there are some scenes art wise in here that just make you go what the fuck because like they'll be walking through there's a scene where they're walking through the city and like all of a sudden they they turn a corner and they go into a building and it's like suddenly they're in the belly of a fucking whale because you got whale bones all around you and Mm -hmm. like and you're like what the fuck what am i doing and then there's like fish giant fish uh shadows going all over the place and the fishermen hunting them even though they're shadows it's yeah it's (laughs) I, I, it's weird. It, I, it's very hard to des- this movie is very hard to describe in the sense of like we can just mm. go beat for beat like what happens in the movie, but it's very much a film. Like it's a visual story. You need to experience like what like in order to really get it. I think you need to just watch it for yourself because it just sometimes oh, it doesn't sure. explain it itself at all except for just the images you see on the screen and how they convey it. It's it's really cool. For sure, for sure. Let's talk about the uh, the sound though. Uh, okay. One thing that one thing it's definitely worth taking away from this is while there is some dialogue, there's very little. Um, Probably like ten <laughs> lines. Or I, so. I think I think both. I think both. So this is, I guess, this is, like I said, a seventy-one minute movie, and I think between the two characters that speak in this, I think there's there's fifteen lines of dialogue between the two of them in seventy-one minutes. And some, most if of it that. is loaded at the the back end of the movie. Like for the most part, for like the first forty or like fifty or so minutes of the movie, like sometimes you, someone will say a sentence, but that's it, and not much to yeah. like, n- not a whole lot. Only by the end, sort of, they start to delve into more details about sort of this world that they inhabit. It's very weird. It's also worth mentioning that when they do have dialogue, it, 
there'll be like a scene. A, a good example is there's a scene where I, I would say it's near the middle point of the movie where the boy and the girl meet. Um, and there's a scene where she's like really apprehensive about him. Of course he's a stranger and you know, whatever. And she asks like, who are you? And then he just stares at her. And then like, there's a, there's a hard cut. Right. And the next scene you see is them just walking side by side. And you're like, well, obviously something happened between then and there. Um, there was probably a lot of dialogue that we didn't see as a viewer. It's yeah, it's very much like, but they do show, I like how they've show visually sort of the bond between these two characters throughout the film like it's not very literal about it they don't really explain it so but you can see how slowly they get closer and further apart for like this and that reason and but yeah yeah, again they don't really feel the need to explain themselves too much we don't actually know like where the girl came from or like to some extent where the, the boy came from like we sort of learned towards the end some stuff but it's very open to interpretation. Like there's, there are many elements in the movie that don't get explained almost at all, mm-hmm. and are very much like you need to look at it. Okay, the, like the, definitely like there's some symbols here that mean something. Let's and let's dive in. Let's see why. Why is that? What is this movie trying yeah. to like elicit from you as a viewer? Yeah, um, and then getting back to the music itself. So there is there is a, a very interesting soundtrack to all this. Um, I'd say it's more of like an ambient quality to it um and there's not a whole lot of like sound effects either like even what sound effects there are typically are just like for the the quote-unquote action sequences um and i i use that term kind of very loosely like there's the scene where the fishermen are all trying to hunt the fish shadows Um, that has some sound effects in it, but like, even like there'll, there'll be, a, there's scenes with like, like really the, the rain is just pouring down, but there's no actual sound effects for the rain. Yeah. Um, but the, the OST for this was done by a guy named Yoshihiro Kano. And as far as I can tell, this is the only anime soundtrack he's ever done. All of his other works. He did do one other work. I think it was in 1997, which was for a uh, a stage play, but all of his other music that he has ever released has been like classical and jazz albums, um, and That's this so is the cool. only <laughs> anime OST he's ever done. Which is very much like the uh, when we talked about in Akira, the um, mm. the guy who did the music for that. He was a, a scientist by trade, so music was like his hobby. Mm-hmm. That's that's but so cool. Weird. Eighties were so weird, weird like that, man. Yeah, they, again, it's such a cool era to go back to. They didn't have dedicated people just doing anime OSTs all the time. That's so cool. Like, I, I, I kind of like that. I would like, oh, it's sort of, yeah, fuck it, I'll do a soundtrack for you, I guess. Boom. Yeah, I, sure. Why not? I, I guess. I like, I like anime titties. Sure, I'll make a soundtrack for you. Yeah. Well, this is the first movie review we've done in a while where there have been no titties. I know, right? Where was I going with this? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but it's... it's Yeah, it's weird. Like, we, we sort of, like, try and not delve into too many details because if we talk about the story, again, it's just very... It's, it's like you can just summarize it in, like, a sentence or so. But there's yeah, so I much mean, more to it. If you go into this and you try and take the story at face value for what it's showing you, you're going to be, number one, hella confused and very disappointed. 
Yes. Um, because this is not a this is not a straightforward uh, story. So and instead it's of very actually slow. focusing, it, it oh, it's very it's slow. Like Even for a placed. seventy-one minute long presentation, it's very very slow. Um, but one thing I did want to talk about, instead of actually focusing on the narrative itself, I want to focus more on the symbolism that you see throughout the the story. Um, there is a lot, and I mean a lot of Christian symbology throughout the running of this. Mm. It, um, are fish I, I, like are fish like prominent symbolism in Christianity? Mask. Yeah, because really? have you never heard the story of Jesus and the the fish. Which one? Where he the the one where he's at the feast and he turns the water into wine and he oh feeds yeah the, and he yeah, feeds that, like an entire mass full of people with like one fish. Oh yeah, yeah, that one I know because like we talked about these like shadow fishes. The 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 city there's a lot of architecture there. Where it's like fishes. Like you see this fountain. It's like out of like the water comes out of like this statue of a fish, and like all all of the arcs have fishes on them, and there's like this one cathedral with the fish uh, glasses like glass painting mm-hmm. on it. Just like it's everywhere if you look for it. Also, have you ever ne- have you never heard of the ichthys? The what? The ichthys. It's a, so I don't know here that. in the United States, it, it's a symbol that looks like a fish, and it's a it's a Christian symbol. Here in the United States, there's a lot of Christians who will put images of this on the backs of their cars. I'm actually going to send you a, a link to right now so you can see what it looks like. What does it symbolize? It's supposed to symbolize that story of... of oh, it's just uh, for like because of the story of Jesus. Yeah, where Jesus multiplies the, the loaves of bread and the fish. Oh, okay. Weird, but anyway, I, I listen. Christian symbology can be weird sometimes, but yeah, th- this this movie or this OVA rather is is loaded with it. I mean, and I did a little bit of digging on this, and apparently, prior to the production of this, Mamoru Oshii, who was the writer and director of this, he was he was born and raised as a Christian Japanese man, a uh, Catholic, and he had started to lose his faith in Christianity prior to the production of this. So if you actually go into that knowing that, I look at a lot of this symbology thinking of, like, at the beginning of it, we're seeing someone who has lost their faith, and then by the end of it, they're they're trying really hard to regain it. It's, I don't know if I agree with you on, like, the whole journey to regain your Christian. Like, like it's an interesting interpretation how that I think about it. But what I can say for sure, it feels like, these two characters represent sort of like people who believe in religion and people who don't or are skeptic of it, uh, which mm. is really cool. And I like how they represent that. It's I, I like how like the girl is very much into like she 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 has a goal in mind. She believes it. It doesn't matter the details. Like and it's there's this one interaction between them where uh, she describes like hearing things inside the egg. She's like, I can hear it slowly breathing. And the boy, who is very much represented as, like, someone who's skeptic of religion, is like, that's, you just hearing your own breathing. And then she said, I can hear, yeah. the, it, like, wings flapping in the air, like, uh, uh, in the wind. And he, he's like, that's just you, like, hearing your own heartbeat or something like that. It's, that interaction by itself is, like, I think the most interesting to me in the film. It's... Yeah, oh, that that interaction was one of the most interesting in the entire run of the of the OVA. Am I because opinion. because you heard that sometime in your life? You like, you heard like two people arguing about something. One of them is very much I don't know if naive, but very much uh, like believes in something that's not tangible. And then someone's like, yeah, like saying, nah, that's not it. There's an explanation for that. It's not it. 
And that's it's exactly what religion is. It's a belief in something that's not yeah. tangible. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. It's um, a really cool battle. Yeah, that, that interaction, because she had, the, 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 the girl has faith that whatever is inside this egg is going to be beautiful and it's going to be, you know, worthwhile and, you know, it's going to be worth doing for its own sake, letting it hatch. Yeah, it doesn't matter for what's like, inside. Yeah, it doesn't matter what's inside because she has faith that whatever it is, it's going to be worth it. It's like it's like a, a a believer, a Christian believer's faith that you know whatever heaven is like, it's going to be worth getting there. Yeah, it's like um, yeah. Very and then the much boy so. is like the, the eternal skeptic, which I, I some people might attribute that to being an atheist. I attribute it to being more agnostic, um, where mm. like he's willing to listen to her and maybe believe what she believes if she can offer proof. It's very interesting how confrontational is sort of presented at the beginning because it's very much like, mm. "What's in the egg?" and she's like, "I." She's like, she 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 doesn't reply, and he, he repeats that question many times, and she just doesn't reply till eventually she's like, it, "It it's almost like doesn't matter for her. She believes there is something in it, because again, that's yeah. her faith." And yeah. yeah, the more I think about that interaction, that sort of dialogue between the two, it's the more it's interesting to me. I really, I really dig that. Yeah, I, I do too, and, and I love, I love the symbology of it. Again, I know that this is going to be um, something that people are going to go into, and they'll, they're, they're going to hate it. I think a lot of people today would probably go in and hate it because number one, you're not getting spoon fed everything, and number mm-hmm. two, you have to dig really deep into this symbology to understand what's going on. Not to say yeah. that people I don't think can do that. It's just that people don't really want to do that anymore. It seems. But I do. I do think the ending of the movie is very satisfying because it then it, like it puts into perspective a whole lot of things and it made things click for me at least when thinking about the movie. Like, like yeah. At first you just watch it and the movie ends, but then you're like, oh, okay, there is something yeah. there. And especially, so one thing that really threw me for a loop watching this mm-hmm. was, um, and near the midpoint of the story, the boy recounts the biblical tale of Noah's Ark, which I think a lot of people know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't, if, if you're one of the five people out there who's never heard of Noah's Ark, go look it up. I'm not going to recount the entire story from the Bible for you. Um, but the thing that drove me for a loop as someone myself who was raised Christian, I'm very much familiar with the story and I know yeah, very so. well how it goes. Mm-hmm. And then like halfway through him telling the story, it completely deviates into this thing I've never heard of before about like, so in the story, in the actual story of Noah's Ark, they send out a dove and then the dove comes back with, I, I, if I remember right, it's a piece of an it, olive branch. Piece or of olive branch. Yeah. Yeah. To sort of signify that the flood, the flood is over and safe to. The flood go. is over and there's actually dry land somewhere. Um, and then that's how they know that like there, there's actual hope. That's why doves are supposed to symbolize hope. Um, but in the story that he recounts, the dove never actually returns, and the passengers completely forget why they're even on the boat, and which the animals so all cool. turn to stone. Yeah, which is so cool. I, I really like that, because, because then it goes again, like we, we talk about, we don't really know where these people came from, and I like how that goes into the story. It's like, yeah, and some people just, so long, so long has passed that some people don't even remember if they were looking for a dove, waiting for it to come back. Yeah, and it, I, I think that's all. That that kind of goes into like losing your faith too, because after a while, if you never try to you know reconnect with your faith, you're gonna forget you ever had it. It's really cool. It, I I the moment he, they started recounting that story, I was like, oh shit, 
because it's yeah I, yeah. I feel like I feel like even you as a Jew are very familiar with this story. <laughs> I mean, very much so. Like that's one of the stories in the Bible that we learned about very early on in age. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, so I it's mean, cool. even as even as someone yourself who's not Christian, you can even recognize the importance of this story. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it is in the Bible before it was in mm. like it is from the Old Testament that story originally. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm I don't know. Familiar that with was it. the thing that really threw me for a loop watching this because it, it that's a story that I know very well, and then the way they're telling it is like mm. it's not a way. It's I've not the same. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, that was also very surprising. I'm like, hold up. <laughs> But it's cool. So, I like funny where thing, that went. When I was actually wa- after I got through watching that, I actually went and looked up the actual story of Noah's Ark. Wait, like, you forgot? Surely that none of that stuff oh, actually okay. happened, right? <laughs> I was about to ask if you forgot about the end of the story, but yeah, it's it's not the same as they describe it in the movie. Yeah, I know that was the most surprising thing in this whole sto- story for me. It was the one part where I, I mean, there were several parts where I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> uh, but there, this is the part where I was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> You're lying to me. <laughs> you lie as you breathe. You lie as you breathe. Uh, but I think that's actually a really great uh, symbol for, you know, if you lose your faith and you never try and actually reconnect with it, you're probably going to forget you ever had it, which is what that story is, I think, trying to um, convey, yeah. instill. Very much so. It's it's strange. I still, I, I'm still not sure where the movie lands in terms of, like, a stance on faith. Because it just presents you these, like, two extremes of a believer and a non-believer. But, like, there's a very, like, near the end of the movie, there is, like, a certain event that sort of, I think, solidifies it for me, whether it goes. And I, I, it's it's weird. I don't know, because, like, at the the end of this episode, we'll talk about, like, ratings and stuff. But it's, it's very hard to me to put down, put a finger on it, whether I liked it or not like enjoyed it rather than liked it because i do it i do recommend this movie um it is just so i it's hard to say that i enjoyed it because it deals with some pretty deep stuff yeah it's you need to marinate it for a bit i wouldn't call it entertainment i wouldn't call it like something that you watch to just have a little bit of inner reflection yeah yeah very much so i would call it entertainment because I think if you go in trying to be entertained by it, you're gonna be disappointed. It's it gets you thinking. It gets you thinking about about again. I think we can agree that faith is just a really big uh, theme in this movie, and it gets you thinking about like why would you put your place in faith for something like that? It's it's interesting. I'm not a very religious person. I mean, uh, as I said, like I do, like in school here, you do learn a shit ton about like the the Bible and the Old Testament and stories from that. But I was never really connected to. I was never a religious person. I never really believed in God or something like that. So for me, it's very like I know where I stand on it. This movie doesn't really challenge my 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 perception and opinions on faith. But it is fascinating to me. Yeah, and maybe it's just me. But even as someone who may not be particularly religious, you watch it and you can definitely see that the person who made this may be having a crisis yes. of faith. Yeah, very much so. Very, much. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just a really I, interesting I exploration of faith. I, I, I and I definitely think that makes it worth watching, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I again would definitely recommend this movie. So, uh, I guess to finish this off, let's actually talk about our our actual ratings. Um, so, what would we give this out of ten, Nadai? It's so weird to give this movie a number. Um, it's 
mm, I don't know how much this movie will stick with me, but I do really, I am really happy that I sought it out and watched it, and it did mm-hmm. get me thinking for a bit. Um, so while I recommend it to anyone who would really want to try something else and kind of weird that will get him thinking, it's not a movie that I think I'll come back to often, but, but, it, but I do appreciate all of the production aspect of it as well, as the thematics, the, the themes that it's going to. Uh, but it's probably either an eight or, but closer to a nine. It's okay. eight or a nine for me. I think okay. it's an eight, a high eight. So I gave this a seven out of ten. Okay. Although I think I would say for the for the same reasons that you did, I I rated it as highly as I did. One thing that I definitely think hurt it is like I don't think there's a lot of rewatchability here. Yeah, um, exactly. It's not something I feel like I have a need to come back to unless I'm using it to show it to other people. Because I definitely think that would be the only reason I would rewatch this. It's definitely beautiful. I think its animation and art have held up relatively well, uh, considering how old this is. Yeah. And I think that its its soundtrack it, it it's not necess- necessarily something I would listen to without watching the the movie. I don't think. Also, there's not a whole lot of soundtrack. It, it's good. Don't get me wrong, and it definitely fits in. It's just not something I would listen to. Um, and then it's. I, the biggest thing is like it doesn't have any rewatchability for me, but I definitely respect how much symbology is in here, and I definitely I can almost feel watching this Momoroshi going through his crisis of faith mm. before he uh, started making this. So um, I, I love it. It's just I can't give it a huge high rating because I just I don't ever see myself coming back to watch this. Yeah, so that's that's Angel's Egg. Yeah, um, that's, that's Angel's Egg. That was. The, thank you for suggesting this. And this is actually the first time I, I I've heard of Angel's Egg before going into this. I had never actually sat down and to watch it. My my mission with these movie reviews is just to seek out movies that I haven't watched but am really, like heard stuff about it seem interesting enough. Mm. Um, because I it's funny I because love this. John has shit. said. John has said that his goal is just to watch movies again that he hasn't seen in a long time. Which which is which is cool. I like that each of one of us has like his different like views to like to pick a movie. But yeah, I I I love weird shit, and this definitely is up my alley. And I just wanted to watch it for the longest time. So like, fuck it, let's try it because I knew it. I knew let's it was it. weird. But yeah, let's do it. Pretty yeah. much, let's do oh, it. Yeah. Um. Well. Uh, speaking of Mamoru Oshii throughout this whole thing, yes. so it is my turn to choose. Is my turn now to choose a movie uh, for our next movie review, and I'm going to stick with the Mamoru Oshii theme. So the next movie that we will be reviewing for our movie reviews is the original Ghost in the Shell movie from 1995. Hell yeah! One of the very first anime movies I ever watched. It's going to be great. And I'm really I'm looking, forward, looking to forward to it. It's it's been over a decade since I've seen the hmm. original movie, so. I'm looking forward to watching it again and seeing just how much my, if at all, my opinions of it have changed over the last decade. Cool, cool. So definitely look forward to that. That will be our movie review for December because this is our movie review for November. Do you remember? (laughs) (laughs) No, never again. (laughs) Anyway, Anyway, I think that's going to be a great place to end this. So thank you all there for dropping in to listen to us. Check the description below to find links to Anime Club, After Dark, on Twitch, on social media, and on Discord. Check out our merch store and our affiliate links as well. Any purchases you do make there really help us out. With that, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, Natai. Good night, good night, good night. Beautiful. Yeah.